Hey bitches, welcome back to That's the Worst, the unpopular opinion podcast. We are your hosts, Kevin Ie, and we have a lot of opinions that are well unpopular. Hello, hello. Hey Ie, am I allowed to speak now? Yes, you are. Permission okay. granted. Hey, didn't want to mess up your groove. You threw Ew. off my groove. What's that from? Emperor's New Groove. Hello, Ie, was, wake up. Hello, good morning, everyone. It is 11.37 a.m. on a Sunday. And Have you ever watched Emperor's New Groove? It. Yeah, I think so. Come on, Ie, so, you need to watch it more often. Why? I feel like I one of these countdowns, we should talk about rom-coms because I've really been, di- I've really been diving, diving back into the rom-com genre these days. Um, just really thinking about that that weird movie we watched yesterday, My Best Friend's Wedding, and this week I watched Pride and Prejudice, and um, what was the other one? Uh, Not Love and Other Drugs, Eat, Pray, oh, Love, good, and just like just the just Julia Roberts like as a human being is just so interesting. Um, How do you feel about her? Not great, honestly. Oh. Like she's. She's really, she's annoying. She is so annoying for like the majority of the movie. And that's like her thing. Like in Pretty Woman, she's like, she's like a rebel and like whatever. She's like a sex worker. It's so good. It is good. But like, you have to admit yesterday, she was like so annoying for half of that. She was very annoying. And also it's like cameron diaz's character was supposed to be annoying and somehow julia roberts was like more annoying cameron diaz was not annoying at all she was like fine i thought she was pretty funny i enjoyed just the fact that those two were in a rom-com from 1997 just it solidifies it for me yeah just love the Um, genre love it we're here for it we we support but all. I digress. Sorry for that little tangent. We are not here no to talk worries. about rom-coms. Today we are talking about our number eight unpopular opinion as we count down to our 100th episode. And this one is about higher education. And boy, sure this one has really, the scam has really come unraveled since the last time we recorded. I just love that like a lot of these topics that we talked about before, like even if we weren't necessarily, did we talk about the college admission scandal we, during we the did. last one? Okay. Yep. Um, but I because think it's that, like these things keep coming back. It was like a year and a half ago that she was, that Lori Laughlin was like found or whatever that she like started going to trial at first. And okay. she's just such an idiot. Like that's my big takeaway is like, she is such an idiot and her, whoever her like lawyer or publicist, they are also idiots because we just hate um, everybody's publicists. <laughs> Felicity Huffman has been done with this for like a year. Like she's, she did her time. Yeah, it's she called, like, just say like, yep, I did it. All right. Let's like, just confess to what we did, pay for it and move on. Like the, you're going to be fine. The problem with celebrities is when they drag things out, then people start like finding holes in their story. It's like the Taylor Swift syndrome of like, if she had just had that moment with Kanye West in 2008 or whatever, and just like, let it go, then people might have like felt better for her. But now that it's 2020, and she is still talking about it. It's like, just let it go. Like the time that you're talking about is just too long. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So um, we had some breaking news coming straight from Boston, Massachusetts this week because 
Actress Lori Laughlin was sentenced to two months in prison in college admissions scam. Her husband, Massimo Giuliani, Giuliani, I don't know how to say it, got five months. So this is just a pile of bullshit because, like, what? She got two yeah. months in prison? That's it? Also, like, I'm sure that she is going to go to, like, the nicest pr- It's literally going to be, like, a spa well i thought that her so like felicity huffman right she uh bribed them like fifteen thousand dollars or something Lori laughlin bribed like two hundred thousand dollars or something and they had those like like, much more serious and uh felicity huffman went to jail for two weeks and Lori laughlin was only going for two months it's like that's not really that much different no it's like who's deciding these things like some idiot judge in boston judges yeah it just like, so and I liked what you said yesterday that like, well, oh, it, I think you have to go back to our original episode to hear about it, but it's a, it was a roundabout thing where like they arrested like a money launderer in Boston and then he gave up information about the college admissions scandal, like middleman. Did it middle have something man. to do with like Harvard or something? I don't think it originally had to do with any school. Like the original okay. guy was like on money laundering or something like investment fraud or something. And then and they then, like figured out that it was all connected. I, I think it was, I don't I, actually, we're going to, maybe we're going to have to go back and look at the details, <laughs> but I thought that what happened was this guy in Boston was like arrested for some sort of financial situation. Then as like a plea deal, he gave up this other guy who was like running the college admission scandal. And then they found the college admissions guy. And then they found all these celebrities because of that, like piece of information. So that's why the case like originated in Boston. That's why it started there. But actually I might be wrong. So somebody else can look that up. What's the other thing you were going to say before? Um, I feel like you were going to say something like important. Um, <laughs> forgot you know what, you it. Think, you think about it. So let's get um, into it. Actress Lori Loughlin yeah, so was this, sentenced oh, Friday. Oh, sorry. Did you want to say something? I was just something? gonna. I was just gonna like introduce like everything that we were gonna talk about. Oh, today. go for it. Yeah. I w- well, I was just gonna say we're gonna like revisit the whole college admission scandal and like where the updates are, and then we're also just gonna talk about sort of what's going on with higher education right now and like these idiotic protocols that they're following to in order to like send kids back to school so and basically our like unpopular opinion from last time is that higher education is a scam i and i like both went to college together and then we both have our master's degrees and like if i learned anything in that six years of education like i couldn't tell you what it is um yeah nor has like really anybody gave a shit about like a any of my degrees you know like when you're like looks at where you went to college like when you're getting like once you have your first job like i think that you're just kind of locked in like nobody's really looking back at that well because like what are they gonna say like oh what did you learn in grad school it's like uh i don't know like what i learned in boating school is like oh how'd that go for you like oh we're gonna do a quick gpa check like with your performance review like well the other thing is like grad schools in general like when people say i'm going back to grad school it's so like uh broad 
Like you could get a master's in literally fucking anything. I remember in college, my fucking stupid swim coach was getting a master's in like leadership or something or like a master's in coaching. And it's like, like that what is, is a waste of money? But like, oh that's the God. same. That's like equal to your master's. It's equal to my master's. Like they're all I, I like as an employer, you just see that somebody has a master's degree. And I've never had yeah. I don't know if you have a different like uh perspective but like it's never helped me like get a higher salary i don't think i think it ha- i mean i think it might help a little bit but we just like don't know like you have more like leverage um i don't know i think it did help me like in one of my jobs like were you at salary. were you at the job and you got a higher salary or when you moved to the next job, then you had the master's degree and you got a higher salary? Like, I think that they do kind of weigh that in what your base salary is a little bit like what you're, but they're not going to look at the actual school. But like, I think technically if you are at a higher education level, then you are qualified. Like people consider that qualified for more money. I like, I feel like uh, maybe Kush has like a different perspective, but I thought teachers, it was like, when you get a master's, you like increase by this much salary. Like I thought yeah, I that that like, was something I think that it's happened. More standardized, and also like I think in education, you basically have to have a master's. Which that's just that anywhere. is actually well, and that's the other thing is like we've the job market is so strange these days that like you have to get a master's degree for an entry level position. So you're basically, you pay $50,000 a year for undergrad or for grad school. And then you come out getting a job that pays $50,000 a year. It like absolutely does not like add up at all. Have you seen, I'll I'll say, have you seen this TikTok and you probably sent it to me, but um, (laughs) those ones recently that are like, how like you have to have 15 years of social media experience like what do you think MySpace. Want from MySpace yeah. <laughs> it's so true though like 15 it is years, like that's impossible <laughs> but, and like what yeah. even yeah all of those like benchmarks for jobs don't make any sense but I think higher education is the dumbest one of them all literally nobody cares what you did for four years of college like I don't really like, even know you just like got drunk did it did some dumb things and like occasionally went to class if you put a gun to my head and even tried to tell me to write down the classes i took in college i don't even think i could remember those i just remember like fs 101 (laughs) (laughs) actually i do too like a like freshman seminar i remember that but other but like the random classes you had to take like take in between like cognitive psychology (laughs) like cool (laughs) and you wasted so much time on that shit like all the stupid like pretending to like read and like whatever like whatever we pretended to do like oh gotta go just crack open the books but (laughs) here i am not doing it (laughs) it's just I think that, and I think it's, this is really exposing how much of a scam it is because of how expensive it is. Like if you, if college was like, uh, I don't know, like on the same, if it was like kind of similar to high school, like there's a public school that's pretty cheap and then there's a private school that's like a little bit more expensive, but not $50,000 a year. We're talking like $2,000 a year. Like then maybe that would make more sense. But the fact that you jump from like a high school cost to a college cost and you really it's really not that like 
not that big of a difference. I, I just think that it's this scam that nobody realized until a few months ago. Right. Yeah, I completely agree. So okay. we're seeing that now because it's it could just be all online. Oh, it could definitely be all online. But it's like, what are you paying for? You know? You're... And even the schools that I've seen that have opened, you can see a picture of like a lecture hall and everybody's on their laptop. It's like, why couldn't you just do that? Like at, in your bed? Like, I don't understand. Especially for like, why would lecture like huge, like lecture hall classes? Like, why would those have ever needed to be in person? Like, why do you need to have like 500 people in one room anyway, when like there's no interactive quality to it? Well, and like, even so, like, out of that? I'm sure if you told somebody at Allegheny that they'd be like, well, we have like small discussion based like classes that like yeah. need to be in person. Like, yeah, did you I ever learn? And I never even spoke. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Like, did you ever even learn anything from those bullshit classes? It's no, just people speaking to speak. I was constantly annoyed at like the three people who like never shut the fuck up the entire class. And I was just always sitting there paranoid that the professor was going to call on me when I've been like scrolling on my phone under my desk. (laughs) What? And the annoying part is if you had one of those classes in high school, at least you got like a grade for that. Like I would speak all the time in high school because they would like mark down your participation in college. That doesn't even mean shit. Like you, you could participate. So, So many of my classes had like, 20% 20% of your grade was participation. But how do they how do they gauge that? It's all just like It's all subjective. Right. They just like think about who said what and they're like, "Oh, this person had like more profound things to say okay. than this person." In high school, they would like check people off if they spoke. I remember distinctly like in English class, my 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 teacher had like a every time you talked, you got like a check. Oh my gosh, that's so annoying. <laughs> but like in college, it's like you could that. you could say something and they could just be like, eh, that wasn't that good. Like, I don't think you actually participated. Yeah, well, because if I ever had to say anything, I would be like, I thought this part was really interesting. Just like, like piggybacking <laughs> off of what she said, I just really think that it, we should dive like really deep into like the imagery of like like the patriarchy and like societal implications of like like there is so much happening in society (laughs) and it's really just affecting everybody i really want to like make some modern day comparisons to what we've been reading because i really see it like if history if you don't learn about history (laughs) you're like like, doomed to repeat it so like i think that that's what's happening right now definitely okay anyway let's get right into this Lori laughlin situation because she is a crazy person Actress Lori Loughlin was sentenced Friday to two months in federal prison for her role in the college admission scandal, a fate she and her husband, Massimo Giuliani, initially tried to avoid after they were charged. Loughlin also will serve two years of supervised release, during which she must perform 100 hours of community service and pay a fine of $150,000, according to the U.S. Attorney for the District of Massachusetts. That is not that much. Literally, Meredith Gray had to do 300 hours. Yeah. $150,000 for this woman probably is nothing. She was sentenced just hours after Giuliani. I'm sorry I keep saying his name like Rudy Giuliani. I don't know how to say it. How do you say it? Giannulli. Giannulli. 
Um, I'm just gonna say Massimo because Target deserves yeah, it. Massimo. I think uh, I'm wearing a Massimo shirt. No, I. Oh my god, it's like a sad antique. day. She was sentenced just hours after Massimo, who received five months in prison, a two hundred fifty thousand dollar fine. Two years of supervised release and two two hundred fifty hours of community service. Wow, he really got like double what she did. Yeah, but both must surrender to the U.S. Bureau of Prisons before two. P- Excuse me, sorry. Before two p.m. on November nineteenth. So check back on November nineteenth to how they spend their Thanksgiving in jail. Um, <laughs> The sentencing begin- brings an end to the saga for Massimo and Laughlin, who became the face of the college admission scandal and are arguably the parents with the highest profile who admitted to paying the scheme's mastermind, William Rick Singer. That's the guy I was talking about. William Rick Singer, $500,000 to get their daughters into the University of Southern California. Congratulations. Is it like even that hard to get in there? I don't think so. Quote, I went along with a plan to give my daughters an unfair advantage in the college admissions process, Laughlin said during a virtual sentence hearing. Quote, in doing so, I ignored my my intuition and allowed myself to be swayed by from my moral compass. I thought I was acting out of love for my children, but in reality, it only undermined and diminished my daughter's abilities and accomplishments. She said she now understands that her decision helped exacerbate existing inequalities in society. Oh, here we go. Those inequalities. While I wish I could go back and do things differently, I can only take responsibility and move forward. She said as her voice cracked and she began to cry. Oh my God. Quote, I am truly profoundly and deeply sorry. She said using both hands to wipe tears from her face. I'm ready to face the consequences and make amends. An insurance executive who introduced Laughlin to Singer has agreed to plead guilty to federal charges for paying a man to help his daughter cheat on the ACT. As part of the case, federal prosecutors said, Mark Hauser, 59 of LA, will enter a guilty plea to one count of conspiracy to commit mail fraud, always mail fraud, and one count of honest services mail fraud and news release from the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Massachusetts said Friday, prosecutors are recommending a sentence of six months in prison, one year of supervised release, a fine of $40,000. Hauser is the 56th parent to be charged in this case. Wow. A plea hearing will be scheduled at a later date. Um, So let's see here. Laughlin, best known for her portrayal of Aunt Becky on the sitcom Full House, And Massimo, a fashion designer, pleaded guilty to conspiracy charges, taking advantage of what Singer referred to as his, quote, side door into the university by creating fake profiles for the girls and passing them off as recruits on the crew team. Also, like, um, doesn't that have, doesn't that kind of say something about, like, clearly they thought their daughters were, like, idiots and, like, they didn't <laughs> get in themselves. Literally. Like, the fa- they're like, shit, like, they're never going to get in, like, why don't you just make them like do their homework you know so prosecutors wrote that the evidence suggests massimo was the more active participant while laughlin took a less active role but was quote fully complicit he engaged more frequently with singer directed the bribe payments to usc and singer and personally confronted his daughter's high school counselor to prevent the scheme from being discovered brazenly lying about his daughter's athletic abilities Laughlin took a less active role, but was nonetheless fully complicit, eagerly enlisting Singer a second time for a younger daughter and coaching her daughter not to say, quote, too much to her high school's legitimate college counselor, lest he catch her on the fraud. Hmm. 
the couple could have faced up to 20 years in prison. And it um, went down to two months. Literally. There's always a risk of going to trial. So they didn't go to trial. If she had gone to trial and been convicted, she would have gotten a slamming sentence. She would have gotten slammed sentencing wise it's a deal that i think makes sense both ways but reflects the fact that the prosecutor's case really took an unexpected turn um actress felicia huffman the other high profile parent parent to be charged in the crime scheme pleaded guilty and spent 11 days in jail she was released in october and has not spoken publicly about the incident um they entered uh, Laughlin and Massimo entered what was called a C plea. The plea takes away the judge's power to deviate from the terms that have already been agreed upon. If Gorton, known for being tough with sentencing, accepts the plea in court, which he is expected to do, then he also agrees to accept the C plea. Interesting. What does that mean? It. I think it basically means that like they told him what their deal was going to be. Okay. Instead of going to trial and facing up to 20 years oh, in prison. thank you. Did you go to law school? It, like, it's hard. So mm-hmm. the other situation is that Cam- Candace Cameron Burr has to... Brewer? How do you say that? Bure, Candace, I think it's Bure. Bure. Um, has to... She had to, like, put her two cents in via emojis the other day. So that was very cute. Um, <laughs> what did she say? Uh, she literally just had a, yeah, it was just one sad face. The comment, somebody commented, they should have four years each for, for the college kids that should have gotten in, ugh. And Candace Cameron Burr-Bure, uh, responded (laughs) with a, like, frowning emoji. Oh, wow. Thank you for your statement. But in 2019, she opened up about it and said, it's too personal to us and we would never want to talk about someone that's such a dear and close friend. I've already said that we are family and we stand by each other and pray for each other and we'll always be there for each other. Wow, that's nice. That is a full house for sure. House full of prayer, love. I think that like everybody can agree that this is like a bunch of bullshit. It's basically like a rich woman and her rich husband like getting off or something that people would have been like put in prison for the rest of their lives if they were not white and not rich. Okay. I'm sorry to interrupt this. And I'm also sorry that I am on Facebook right now, but this is related to education because there's this article that says Pittsburgh public schools board member forgot to shut off camera showers during live meeting. (gasps) No, (laughs) no, No, I. <laughs> that is so funny. Who is it? I don't know. Oh my god, that's hysterical. Okay, I'm getting off my phone now. But I thought that was a worthy interruption. I just wanted to. I wanted to. Um, I just googled like how this first got discovered. So. Feds first discovered the college admission scandal two years ago in a Boston hotel room, secretly recording a Yale soccer coach describing the bribe. Two years later, prosecutors have secured guilty pleas for over half of the scandal's 52 defendants. So it was it was related. It's it's all just very confusing, but they they apparently got it in a Boston hotel room, which is why. Um. 
it happened. So offering that's like to where secure the initial, like charge happened. Offering to secure a Yale applicant's bogus admission for $450,000. Wow. That is a lot of money. Sure is. But like initially, authorities became aware of the scheme around April 2018 when Los Angeles businessman Maury Tobin, who was under investigation in an unrelated case, this is what I was think I was trying to describe, an unrelated case for alleged pump and dump conspiracy and securities fraud, offered in an information in, ex- in exchange for leniency in the previously existing unrelated case. So it's all, it's just a big, I just, I'm so glad. I'm just so, so glad that the U.S. authorities are spending two years to make sure that Lori Laughlin gets behind bars because that's just truly like the criminal that we need off the streets, you know? Honestly, we're like, nobody's safe. Um, okay, so the other thing, do you want me to talk about Olivia Jade? Oh, sure. Yeah. How's she doing? I was... I was just flipping through this article because it talks a lot about like the lead up to it and like right after. So basically like leading up to when this whole thing came out, like Olivia Jade's um, social media presence and like YouTube channel were like very successful. Yeah. Um, And then right after it all came out, like she went silent. She wasn't posting anything. Um, I mean, how embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. And then um, a lot of companies that she partnered with dropped her. Like she had a partnership with Sephora. So some like pretty big companies, um, Dolce & Gabbana, Marc Jacob, like big brands. Um, And then they put, then the college itself um, put like students accounts on hold during this time so they couldn't register for classes they couldn't withdraw from the university so basically everything um related to the school was just paused um and then olivia's social media accounts went quiet but then she did return to youtube in december 2019 so really not that long ago um and she just posted a video that said hi again like that was the youtubers are so annoying like because it's like oh it's like chloe ting's like time to talk i know (laughs) meanwhile like people were like harassing her yeah it's such clickbait um but now she is regularly posting on instagram and is even using affiliate marketing links in her stories um but she never graduated right i don't think so let's see if there's anything else in here but it's saying that um, earlier this year, she was posting links to Amazon pages and in her Instagram using affiliate links. So that means she's like making money again. Um, and she al- it also says that she shared a photo of herself that had been shared by Kim Kardashian West's shape oh. brand Skims. Oh, my um, goodness. And it says her Instagram feed, however, primarily features selfies, birthday and Mother's Day celebration posts for Laughlin and photos with her boyfriend, Jackson Guthie. Since returning to YouTube, she shared one follow-up video about her everyday routine and has occasionally posted a dance video on TikTok. So that's like really all that she has been up to. And yeah, I don't think she's been back to school or anything. Wow, a dance video on TikTok. I mean, now hopefully she could just like get, take online classes and just like finish her degree. I would, if I were her, I would just like want to get the degree and get out or maybe not. I don't know. Lay low. I don't know. 
Literally so this is what like I said. College. This is what I remember us talking about this in the beginning when we first recorded about this because really like admissions into a college is so subjective. Like it's so up to like whatever the counselor said and all these things and like could really be because of anything. And so the opportunity for like bribing and like donations and all that like legacy alumni bullshit is just like really high. It's like totally... I'm not even surprised that they got 56 people charged with like actual fraud because I'm sure it happens all the time. Exactly. Like getting into a college is just complete bullshit. Oh, it's complete bullshit. Like it's very political. It's all about, I mean, a lot of it is just like who you know, like where you're from, like how much money you have. That's really all. And what I felt like at Allegheny is like they would have let anybody in if they are going to pay full price. Like they'll they'll like knock off the price for like smarter people or like people that have like better, you know, resumes or whatever. But they'll let anybody the fuck in the door because if you can pay $50,000 a year. Like I thought it was going to be so hard to get in. Me too. I was so nervous about it. And then like literally. And then we would see working in admissions like these people that. We're, we're like they sent out so many acceptance letters because they were worried that they were never they wouldn't get have enough, enough students to fill the class yeah well, and that's the thing there's like so many colleges that i don't think that really anybody has the power to be like that selective except for like the ivy league schools like i really yeah, think that i understand that have like a one percent acceptance rate or whatever Olivia Jade could probably have gotten into like whatever University of California, like just fine. Those kind of schools, it's like, who cares? And there's like a thousand branch campuses that she probably could have gone to. Right. Like you're fine. Um, Yeah. So that, do we have anything else to say about? Defund like everything in higher education because it's terrible. So let's move on to the current outbreak that's happening. Um, So, I think personally, like, I don't understand why people had to go back to college this semester. I totally understand that you would be bummed. Like, I want to get drunk, too. And, like, living at home would really suck. But, like, it's just really irresponsible of places. And so this CNN article is titled The Simple Reason Why Colleges Are Reopening. And the answer, like, the simple reason is they need money. Like, they really don't think that people would pay money if they didn't offer in-person things. And everybody's seen this on TikTok. Like, you pay your deposit, you pay all the money, and then they tell you to go home. So let's just get into it a little bit. It took just one week of the fall semester for multiple COVID-19 clusters to emerge at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, maybe IE's future home, prompting the school to send students packing and make classes remote. UNC Chapel Hill is not alone. Across the nation, many colleges and universities have that have reopened amid a global pandemic have experienced a similar fate. They opted for in-person learning with safety precautions in place, but were still hit by COVID. Uh, Students, some who were enthusiastic about being back, others who were worried about their safety risks are showing up. Although in all those states across the U.S. are now seeing a decline in COVID cases, health officials have warned that, quote, could turn around very quickly. Those outside these colleges and universities wondered, why are they taking the risk? The answer, according to education experts, is simple. Their options are limited. They can reopen and impose safety measures to try and curb the spread of the virus, or they can continue to conduct remote learning only and risk financial devastation. Senior vice president. And I think a lot of people would also like choose not to come back for the semester. They're like, 
they'd be like, I don't want to pay full tuition to have like online school. So I'm just going to defer and then exactly not getting their money. Suddenly schools are losing billions of dollars off room and board charges alone. And they were also saddled with additional costs of moving to online teaching. Other revenue also disappeared. Over the summer, for example, many schools are accustomed to hosting alumni events, hello, like reunion weekend, and other types of gatherings, but all that auxiliary money evaporated as the world screeched to a halt. Meanwhile, the cost of keeping faculty and staff employed did not go down, and most colleges typically spend 60 to 70% of their budget on human resources. The biggest thing colleges spend money on is faculty and staff. Laying these people off is not something anyone wants to do because it's the equivalent of throwing away seed corn. I don't know what that means. I don't know. This is arguably the main reason so so many colleges and universities are pushing to reopen. A reopened campus means football games, a source of revenue, parking fees, um, and of course, housing. Quote, we're not yet seeing widespread furloughs and layoffs, but if financial challenges continue, those I am afraid will be unavoidable. Every college is affected differently. Schools that already have been seeing declining enrollment are the ones that may face an an existential crisis. Public schools at least get a significant amount of support from the state government. Private schools get significant backing from donations and gifts. Still, the effects of the pandemic on universities are visible. So basically what they're saying is like they could do remote learning. They don't want to, and they won't get all the money that they would have in person. I think it's just so ridiculous that, I mean, these, these colleges think that they're going to have all of these precautions. I'm thinking about this from the Allegheny perspective, because I watched that stupid um, Instagram live the one day (laughs) where they were talking about like the measures that they were taking, but It's like, okay, yeah, you can test people before they get on campus, but everybody is allowed to bring like a parent or someone like one person in with them to move in. So those people aren't getting tested. No. And then like they have no control over like what those kids are doing like after they move in. Like you can say, oh, you're not allowed to leave campus. Oh, but like All of these off-campus houses are, like, going to have a party, like, the first night, and it's all over. Like, I just don't. Like, what do you think? Like, just because you're making these rules that, like, everything is going to be solved? Like, no. Well, I mean, yeah. It's so, I was just going to say, it's also, like, so selfish, like, especially for Allegheny. Like, you're also, like, affecting a community that, like, has had pretty low cases, Right. The healthcare capacity is literally zero and they have only had one death in the whole county. And now you're taking, I mean, people from Allegheny are from California. They're from New York. They're from their international students. They're all these things. And so like they're coming in from high risk places. And and also, can you imagine going back to your calflish single and them saying you have to sit in this room for two weeks? No. Like what would you wouldn't do that? Like there's just absolutely no, no way that you like, would do that. What are they going to what are they going to do like jail you in there? Like I don't know. Well, I saw one and know. this is what like the recommendation is that people should get tested every 4 days, but the problem yeah. is that like Crawford County does not have the healthcare capacity to to, to be testing that much. Testing people every 4 days. Exactly. There's so many tests. And also it's like People who work at the college live at home. Like, there's just so much that didn't so need to happen. People like at play, Absolutely. and like, I'm sorry that like, okay, the freshmen like aren't getting 
the college experience that they wanted but it's maybe like, the college experience is- should have changed anyway like maybe we're done with like uh girls like getting raped at frat houses like maybe this Literally. is where we like take the put the stop maybe we to need that. to have like a reality check and like step back and like look at how these places are being run because right like, because like they've been the, it's working. been the same thing for like 50 years like oh freshman year like you're so cr- like the freshman 15 like all yeah. these like unhealthy habits which and, like, like that's let's move in and like live with a stranger in like this tiny room like exactly that probably shouldn't have been happening anyway it's ridiculous so this is the other how thing we're doing that like at allegheny like, union yeah were they doing like all singles but like they don't have room for that. I don't know. Like where are they coming up with these rooms? But I, I think guess their enrollment enrollment's went probably down. also really low. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which good. It should they should just good. eliminate that college altogether. I hope they go to zero people. So at Boston University, students are even getting involved in encouraging their peers to hold each other accountable when it comes to enforcing social distancing guidelines. I think this would be the most annoying part of going to college right now is like all of the fucking fake peer pressure from people like, oh, like, uh, like you're gonna, how many people are you like gathering with? Like, oh my God. Ahead of the fall yeah. term, a group of students launched a public health campaign called Fuck It, Won't Cut It which through TikTok videos, Instagram posts, and infographics will, quote, communicate an urgent reality that if the entire student body does not take social distancing, masking up, and other COVID-19 preventative measures seriously, when they return, campus life will cease to exist. But even with the help of vigilant students, school officials can't necessarily control the off-campus gatherings, where rules are more likely to be ignored and the virus more likely to spread. For example, earlier this week, Oklahoma State University said that an off-campus sorority house is under quarantine after 23 members tested positive. Oh Quote, my gosh. I know every Chad and Brad isn't going to do their part. Allie Owens, a senior at the University of Michigan, told CNN, I'm hoping for the best but expecting the worst. The university is scheduled to start uh, da, 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 a hybrid model, uh, but it's unlikely. Yeah. So it, it's just like. The other thing is like you're sending all these people back to cities like Boston University. And even if you stop on campus gatherings, like you can still go to to bars and restaurants. Yeah. Also, it sucks because like certain like New York City, for example, like New York City has been doing like really well recently. They were like they were taking it so seriously because they have good leadership. But like the but cities like that it's like all these randos are going to come in and ruin all of it and that's like not fair to them I don't well know. so what do you think about all of like the nyu like meals thing i haven't i literally have an article about it i think it's so funny do you want to um, talk about that yeah so basically and this has all been going viral on tiktok i don't know if it's like on any other social media but i've definitely been seeing it pop up in my feed but basically like students who are going to NYU and coming in from out of the country or from any of the restricted states they have to they have to quarantine for two weeks um so these students are literally stuck in their dorm rooms at all times and the school is delivering their meals to them um and I guess they were able to like fill something out saying like what their dietary restrictions are blah like what kind of like if someone is like vegetarian or whatever um so apparently these meals have been like absolutely disgusting and like they're giving people who are vegetarian like a burger like like clearly (laughs) they're not 
they're like not and then there's this whole thing about these like watermelon salads yeah (laughs) Uh, there's like a watermelon chicken salad it's literally chicken cucumber and watermelon just like in a bowl it's disgusting um so they've been sending them like complimentary meals and a snack like this is what they were supposed to be doing um and it's just like not up to par and so this and then there's another oh she must be from dc um and they don't have they also like don't have sinks or any or like anything to cook oh right yeah their dorms so like they can't even cook things for themselves um and then this person is like, I get my dinner out of the fridge the next morning, pop it open on my bed, and then it's just chips and apple vinaigrette and butter. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not even, like, a meal. <laughs> and then this person in their TikTok, she was just, like, dipping the chips into the dressing. Like, like oh, is this what I'm supposed to do with it? Like, um, so they're definitely having a less than ideal situation they're getting incorrect meals only parts of meals or meals that are just not appetizing um so yeah in two weeks is rough like that's a long time can't even, so now i guess people on tiktok are also like rallying together like i saw one someone posted like dm me on instagram and like i'll go grocery shopping for you and yeah all this i saw that so, too like, there have been just like regular people who like live in the city who are trying to help these students out so that's just like so crazy so i have a lot of thoughts and i completely like agree that this is not what should be happening however i do think that people are being very dramatic about it yeah oh for sure and now that they like realize that it's becoming like a popular TikTok trend, like everybody's it doing that it. much more dramatic. Yeah. Just think like I you go to NYU. I okay, so everybody's like, oh, these are like low income people who like have food insecurity. You go to NY you chose to go to NYU and you chose to go back, like when I'm sure NYU has an online option. So that's number one. Number two, like delivery food is like everywhere. Like you could like I, I I'm I'm having a well, trouble. Yeah, I'm having are, trouble. People are making the point that like a lot of these students, like they're probably at this school, like on scholarships, and they like don't actually have money to be spending on like DoorDash. Okay, I get. Yeah. Okay, I, I guess I, it's a terrible thing, and like this is again like colleges are a scam. Like yeah, there like, are a lot of people who are there who are probably privileged and like spending their parents' money, but like I think the point they're making is that a lot of them aren't. Um, sure sure yeah i don't know it's yeah the other thing is like i as a non-vegan person like i don't know what i would package up for someone who is vegan either and i'm not like somebody who runs like a an on-campus like food service so like those people should absolutely know what like goes into a vegan meal but like what what would you pack in someone's like vegan lunch that they can't like they can't heat it up like it has to be like ready made right there right and it's like there aren't any like what prepackaged things are vegan like i don't think these people like are, a salad you know, are going to like whole foods to like put these meals together like it's literally just like park cursed you know exactly like, yeah like they would have no idea what to do i also think that i mean i understand like people are vegan for like whatever reasons but i think people are very dramatic about dietary restrictions oh my god like i'm gluten-free and people who like 
I don't know. I think people are annoying about being vegetarian and vegan. Like, just shut up. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I would love to do an episode about that. Get some backlash. I just, yeah, I agree with you. And I, yeah, I, I it is terrible because they are paying so much money to go there and it should definitely be like figured out. But like, I, I, I think well, definitely it's like, it's like a trend. Halls, the dining halls had to like make food anyway, you know? What do you mean? So, like if the if the school had been normal, like these whoever's right. making it's not like an extra cost. Anyway, yeah, no, just you're like right. Put it in different container. You know, like I don't understand why it's like so bad. But like if you so this is just me being like ignorant and not having to deal with this my whole life. But like if you walk into like a dining hall and you're vegan, like where do you go? Like the salad bar, like um, like yeah. soup, or I don't no, and know, I'm sure like. Like, oh, this is like touching this. Like, I'm sure that they were not taking those precautions at Brooks to like. Oh, I'm sure. Like everything was made on the same grill, you know, like, I don't know. It is good to see that like people can get like some traction by posting things on TikTok. Like this is like a bad thing. And then like, we're going to change it. That's what I like about TikTok too. I think it's TikTok is literally amazing. And I think it definitely has potential to like make a big impact. Did you see that um, uh, TikTok's like suing Trump? <laughs> oh, really? Like the company itself? Because he put some executive order in that now TikTok has to be owned by Mike by a by a U.S. company, and like he can't do that. Like you can't just tell, you can't just say that like this uh, company has to be owned by an American company. Like that doesn't make any sense. No. Um, I will. I have one more article. It's called COVID-19 in the quad colleges crack down on student parties as virus spreads across campus. Cause I just want to talk like, what if we were there, you know, like, what do you think we would do? I would like, I would like get drunk and I would probably do like stupid shit, honestly. Right. Classes have not even started yet at the College of the Holy Cross in Worcester, Massachusetts, but they are growing concerns over the students' disregard of coronavirus safety protocols. Over the weekend, campus police busted a large party at an off-campus apartment rented by Holy Cross students, eliciting growing concerns that such gatherings could turn into a coronavirus super-spreading event. Not only did the number of people in attendance exceed the state limit on the number of people at a gathering, but attendees were not wearing masks and or adhering to physical distancing guidelines. This is highly irresponsible. Similarly, only eight days into the semester, Notre Dame was forced to cancel in-person classes for two weeks after seeing a, quote, dramatic increase in positive coronavirus cases with 336 students infected as of Friday. Most infectious most infections have stemmed from an off-campus gatherings, according to the university's contact tracing analysis. Quote, students infected at the gatherings pass it on to others who in turn pass the virus on to a further group, resulting in positive cases we have seen. So it's like, are I just like, what did, what did universities like actually think? That they were going to bring all these people back to college and they weren't going to have parties? Right. Like, hey, please don't have parties. Like people are just like people are going to hear that and be like, we're more likely to do it now since you said that. It's like you've yeah. been trying to get college kids to like stop drinking for forever, like, and that hasn't worked. Like, I don't really understand. Someone just rang my little buzzer here. Hold on one second. Do you want to keep talking? Yeah. Well, I was just. I mean, I was just going to go back to like what we were saying about how we would have behaved in college. Like, I really don't. I really don't think we would have 
necessarily followed any of the rules. I don't know. Um, and I don't really know how you would prevent that. And also, oh, the thing I was going to say earlier is that um, I've also been seeing videos on TikTok at these like huge Southern universities. Um, and it's literally like people out in like a field, like on like a slip and slide like it's so ridiculous how many people are all together and i've seen that too partying outside um, one my when i was talking to my parents they were like oh did you see that like 500 freshmen were like gathering at penn state like on the quad like what do you expect <laughs> i don't know literally what did you want people to do like eight they're 18 years old they've been in their houses with their parents for six months like i'm not really sure people are just stupid it's like you can't just opening it up for people to come back you're gonna have issues exactly which is why it just shouldn't happen so higher education is a big scam it should be free it should all be online right now and people should be charged two (laughs) dollars literally (laughs) my gosh so many things are happening somebody i think it was a package and now i'm getting a call it's just like do you people not know that i'm like working i'm working bitch like i'm at my full-time job right now literally um all right should we wrap it up I would love to wrap it up. I do want to make sure you plug all of our social media channels. I will certainly do that. So be sure to follow us on Twitter at that's the worst under. Is that it? That's the worst under. Oh my God. I on Instagram at that's the worst pod. Um, And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, all those fun things. Leave us a review. I don't think we have any reviews except, for one that I did and one that I did from my mom's phone. So make sure you get us some. <laughs> no, we have a third one. Remember, uh, another podcaster said that if we reviewed them, they'd review us. Oh, and yeah, then and then I never reviewed them. Yeah, that's okay. Um, so we just- are currently in the countdown, our top 10 unpopular opinions. Number 10 was Joe Biden. Number nine was Ellen. And this was number eight, higher education. So stay tuned for seven through one and our hundredth episode coming up very soon. Exciting. Big right. time magazine so, editors. The, we are and uh, we're Kevin IE. And that was literally the worst. Deuces. Bye.